Hello and welcome back to another edition of the K-Pop Roundup Podcast. I'm your host, Gideon Min, and for today's episode, we're going to go on another K-Pop Roundup, rounding up some of my favorite songs that come out in the month of March. And for today's episode, we're going to be covering songs from artists such as Atiz, Rose, Siori, and Jackson Wong. So I really hope you enjoy today's episode. But before we get into that, of course, if you like the podcast and you like what we do, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on just about any podcast platform you can think of. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to subscribe and leave a 5-star rating on the podcast as it helps it a lot. And last but not least, our social media will be in the podcast description below. Be sure to follow at Kpalparama Podcast on Instagram if you want to follow the latest that goes on with the podcast. But without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Right, so to start this K-pop roundup, we have Atiz with Fireworks. Now, this song came out on March 1st and was part of their Zero Fever Part 2 album. Now, musically, I really love this song for the very simple reason of the fact that, well, it's just a very strong and intense song in general. Um, I just found the song to be incredibly energetic, which is something that, from what I've seen, from my limited knowledge of Atiz, they seem to do a lot of energetic music, so I guess that isn't really a surprise there. But personally, I really just love the beat and the mix that they had for this arrangement. I thought it was just a lot of fun. And considering they kind of went for a very grungy, kind of very edgy kind of concept this time around, I really, really enjoyed it. I think everything regarding that arrangement just worked. And it was just a lot of fun. And for me, um, as I already said, like I'm not like a hardcore Atiz fan by any means, but every time I've ever like listened to their music or seen their music videos, I'm was I was always impressed by them. And I think it's just mainly to do with the fact that they're they're just very professional about their jobs. Um like this technically, like in terms of dancing and vocals as well, they always do an excellent job. And I guess that shouldn't really be a surprise in K pop, but I think with Atis, they just bring that intensity in every single song that I've ever seen them do. And that's just great to see because, you know, to me, they kind of literally pop off like fireworks, like unironically. And I say I'm unironically because, you know, fireworks is literally in the title of this particular song but seriously though like i'm just super impressed with them every time i see them and i'm really glad that they did the song because all of that is great but music video wise i again like as i already mentioned before it the, mu- the music video really does reflect on the gritty and kind of edgy kind of mood that the music kind of creates as you see tons of gritty post-apocalyptic scenes with lots of chaos and lots of destroyed concepts and whatnot which i thought was really really cool i like that concept it is just really fun to see on screen and i think combined with the intensity of atis in terms of their dancing i think that really did work out well and also the lyrics as well um i i took the time to like read the english lyrics and again it really does fit with this kind of song as you know this song kind of has this very as i already mentioned before very grungy kind of tone because it's talking about how you know they themselves as atis are incredibly successful at what they do and 
considering their popularity for this long, that kind of proves that. But also as well, they kind of uh, mention these drunk fools, as they mention in the song, which seems to just symbolize just the haters that they get because of their success, which I'm sure for a lot of K-pop groups and solo artists and whatnot, they get their own share of haters that just hate on them for whatever reason. And this is kind of Atiz's way of just kind of calling those people out because, you know, they kind of compare all of those people who are drunk fools to them who are quite sober, which I find to be a very, very interesting metaphor to use for this kind of situation. And, you know, just looking at the lyrics, I'm sure maybe for someone who doesn't really know who Atiz is about, they might see that message as coming off as a bit arrogant. But I think in this context, it makes sense because, you know, Atiz has worked incredibly hard, I'm sure, for the for however long they've, they've been around. And, you know, I think they've kind of got to the point that they are on merit, you know what I mean? So I think in that context, they kind of have, you know, the right to say that kind of thing because they've literally, you know, earned every single amount of success that they've had today. So on that note, I think it's a very, very interesting way of talking about this kind of thing. And overall, I think the music video and the song, this this describes this feeling really, really well. And I'm really happy that I got to listen to this comeback because it's a very, very great song. Plus, it's just very energetic as well. It's pretty hype. So, yeah. But on to the next song. We have Rosé with On The Ground. And this song came out on March 11th, and it and this is part of Rosé's solo debut called R. Now, I'm sure a lot of you know who Rosé is. Um, she's part of Blackpink. Um, like honestly, like whenever I talk about Blackpink, my like podcast views spike, and you know, there's there's a very very good reason for that, and that's because of the fact that well, Blackpink's is really popular, and for Rosé, this solo debut has been highly anticipated um for me personally i'm kind of surprised that it took this long to even for her to even get a solo debut and to be honest it it is kind of mind-boggling still because um outside of the album that came out last year um the only other solo album that came out from any black pick member was jenny and that was back in 2018 and that's three years ago which is kind of nuts to think about because that's ages ago so you know like i don't really want to get into any speculation as to why rose has had to wait this long for her debut because quite honestly i can't tell you because i have no idea and we'll probably never find out but you know on that like i'm just glad rose has finally you know gotten her opportunity to do her solo work as you know this just seeing her in the Blackpink documentary and in most media that I've seen her on YouTube and whatever, she just seems like a very wholesome and genuine person. And I'm honestly just quite happy that she got this opportunity. And, you know, in terms of music, I just feel like this song just encapsulate her as a personality because it just feels like a song that she would make herself. Like, it definitely feels like a song that she would definitely write about and sing about to people. And I think 
that's just great as you know this song really is this a very interesting mix of like EDM and like electronic sounds and the singer songwriter kind of elements that you usually see in a singer songwriter song which I'm sure is very much something that Rosé is very much into and for me I just love the mix between like acoustic and electronic sounds I feel like it that's mixed really really well and this in general it's just a very very well produced production and as a side note, I wouldn't really be surprised if um, Teddy Park had a hand in, you know, making the song of Rosé, as I could kind of tell his influence in the song, even if it's kind of like a side thing outside of like the main Blackpink stuff. So I wouldn't be really be surprised in that note. And as I already mentioned already, this song just fits Rosé as both a singer and as a person, and it just feels right, you know? And, you know, when we look at the music video as well, like, it really does reflect this very, like, kind of, hmm, how should I describe the, the mood of the song? Because it's very interesting in that, to me, I got similar vibes from Solo, the, the song that Jenny did, like, three years ago. And ironically enough, they kind of use like the same, like at least similar concept as Solo, at least in my opinion, as the set that Rosé is in for the music video kind of takes place in this like semi post-apocalyptic world, which I find interesting and I think is pretty badass as well. And also as well, as a side note, I quite like the fact that they blew up a car because, um, not just because of the explosion factor, but like it just feels... I don't know, I guess it just feels very Michael Bay, if that makes sense. If you get that reference, you know, you know. So there's all of that. But, you know, this, I think also, like, just reading the lyrics of the song. And also, by the way, the song was written, was written and sung in English. So there's also that, which I find interesting. The lyrics of the song, I think, is kind of this fits the music video really well. As, you know, she, the whole song is kind of describing how she's up in the clouds and how everything she's ever needed is on the ground which i find interesting in that when you think about it and i've also seen like some articles online and some interviews of her talking about the song and you know this song very much is kind of talking about her life so far up to this point as you know really like for rose anyway by all accounts it doesn't really seem like she was born poor I guess if that makes sense so really everything that she could ever need like her life before k-pop for the most part was fine like she wasn't like in any like financial peril or like any other kind of peril that you would think of if you're poor and you know this whole k-pop life has kind of elevated her into the clouds as the song describes and I think in that regard I think it's really really interesting to think about because in a way Rosé is being very very honest about her life as a k-pop star I quite like the way that she's just very honest about the whole thing I guess as you know you, you don't really see this kind of like blunt like this truth in a song like this and that's not to say that other K-pop artists like don't like be like this honest in their own songs. Like I think like for a lot of songs, like they kind of put out their truth in their own way. But in this particular song, like 
Rose is quite upfront and quite honest about the fact that she just feels really, really grateful, at least to me, that, you know, she's had this opportunity and the fact that, you know, she was someone who was grounded by things that she's needed through like her family and, you know, out other outwardly things that are on the ground, so to speak. So on that note, I just find it a very, very interesting song as, you know, outside of being a very good bop it's also talking about rose and this her views on her life so far and to me it kind of makes her a more likable person in my opinion as you know it just seems like somewhat seems like a song that someone incredibly grounded would create so on that note that song's really really good highly recommend moving on to the next song on the show we have sori with Lovers in the Night. Now this song was part of her comeback that took place on March 17th. And just in case if you don't know who Sori actually is, she's actually a solo artist that debuted last year. And if you follow Jay from Day6, you would recall that Jay actually did a collaboration with Sori last year, back in 2020, with a song called It Just Is, which by the way is a very, very good bop. Uh, I highly recommend you check that out. Uh, I actually mentioned this song in the White Day playlist, which I did a few weeks ago. So if you want to hear my thoughts on that song, which is a great song, highly recommend you check out that episode. But anyway, like this song is part of her like solo stuff. And I have to say, this song, musically, is just a vibe. Like, I just really love the way the song is like orchestrated and arranged as it's just really, really fun and vibey. It's great. Like, to be a little bit more technical, like, I quite like the build-up into the chorus and the breakdown, which I feel like is genuinely excellent. It just fits the mood of the song, which is like very, like, nightscape, like very nighttime-like kind of song and it gives off that vibe really really well so all of that is great and also as well um Sodi is just a very very talented vocalist on her own as well which is fantastic like for me I quite like the tone of her voice I just find it really really soothing so all of that is great and also as well the song is also written and sung in English much like a Rosé song which I feel like is kind of gonna be her thing I suppose in her like K-pop career um I just feel like she's probably gonna just do more songs in English which to be honest I'm quite a fan of because you know I feel like in the K-pop industry I feel like you kind of need to do things to stand out so if singing in English is the thing that makes you stand out then you know all the more power to you you know and you know I'm sure like she will probably release a song in Korean in the future anyway so there's that but I think for me, probably the most interesting thing about this song is the music video and what we see. Now, in terms of lyrics and like the overall concept of the song, it's something that we've seen before as, you know, Sori is kind of talking about this toxic relationship that she's in and how, you know, no matter how much she wants to get out of this relationship because it's the logical thing to do, she still just can't help but stick like stick around in this relationship because of the emotions that she gets which i'm sure a lot of people can relate to because you know no matter how toxic a romantic relationship can be like this the whole idea of love is intoxicating in of itself so i immediately i could totally relate to that kind of feeling but what really stood out to me was the fact that you know 
in this kind of this I guess this desire for lust I suppose you see tons of couples basically hooking up making out doing all that pizzazz and all that magical things which you know there's something uh, not nothing on the ordinary but you then see the inclusion of LGBT couples which to me in my personal opinion I think that's a very very interesting thing to include in a music video like this because to be honest um, you don't really see many overt and direct references to the LGBT community in K-pop which kind of goes on into a very very big complicated issue which by the way I'll actually be covering on the podcast in the near future so stick out for stick around for that but you know back to the song like I just find it really interesting that Sodi decided to include LGBT couples in this and to me I'm I'm honestly quite happy that they included like LGBT relationships in here because you know to be honest like if you want my per- own personal opinion about the LGBT community like I feel like the persecution and like the struggles that they've been through for decades is something that should be rectified like that's something that should not be a thing especially in 2021 but unfortunately with the way society is in some cases it's a thing unfortunately and you know for me I'm just quite happy that a music video like this just shows people in LGBT relationships as just people who so happen to fall in love which I think is just I guess is a very like little thing in the grand scheme of things but I feel like it's a very important thing because you know I feel like out of anything I think anyone in the LGBT community just wants to just be accepted like you know they don't want to be like made out as like this huge big deal because oh you're in this LGBT relationship because you're liking someone of the same gender like no like they just want to love someone they love that so happens to be the same gender as them or whatever sexuality they associate themselves with and I feel like I feel like that's kind of like the next step of acceptance for me in terms of like social norms and all that and you know to see something like this in a song like this is great especially when you consider the fact that well unfortunately Korea is a very conservative country when it comes to LGBT issues which again I'll cover in a future podcast episode so to see something like this in a k-pop song albeit it's probably not gonna get that much attention in Korea anyway I still think is great I think the only thing I find a little bit unfortunate about the music video is the fact that um, they kind of had to do some sneaky editing in the in the music video edit because they don't exactly show like the LGBT couples like straight up making out in the music video itself and apparently that's to do with ratings so apparently like I found this out on the internet which I find interesting uh, basically any scenes of gay love so like any love scene involving LGBT couples basically immediately age gates the music video to be plus 19 which I guess in America anyway that's kind of like the equivalent of anything x-rated which I find wild by the way because I don't really think that something like that really deserves to have the x rating really but look that's kind of how it is over in korea so i can't really comment on 
anything about that. So I find that a little bit unfortunate. But this, this based on how everything was filmed, I'm convinced that they actually did in fact film like all of the couples in this music video to basically, you know, make out and stuff, which I think will be interesting. I mean, hopefully they release like an uncensored version in the future because I feel like the like the true way to enjoy the song is to see the uncut version with everyone, you know, having an equal opportunity and loving the person they love, which I think again is something that I want to see happen because, you know, again, every couple out there regardless of their sexuality and whatnot deserves to have the opportunity to love the people they love which seems like a very simple thing that should be a no-brainer but again it's something that isn't really universally accepted yet so that's why we have situations like this so i hope they do release a uncensored version in the future but seriously though uh, i highly recommend you check out the song because not only it's a bop um, there's just a lot of like significance, like cultural significance behind the song. So I highly recommend you check out this song because all of that is just genuinely really great and just very touching to see. Because you know, I've already mentioned it a, a lot already, but you know, LGBT like representation isn't exactly like you know, like very direct in K-pop, unfortunately. So to see something like this in a very direct way is a very nice change change of pace so all of that is great but moving on to the final song for today's episode we have jackson wong with lmly which stands for leave me loving you now this song came out on march 25th and this is part of his solo comeback that he did around a week ago and i believe correct me if i'm wrong uh, this might be like Jackson's first like solo work that he's done after leaving GOT7, which was I think a couple months ago now. So that's all of that's very interesting. And I feel like in terms of musicality, uh, music-wise, like I just love the 80s vibe that Jackson is going with this song. Like for me, it very is very much in line with like the general trend that is going on in music lately with basically everyone doing 70s and 80s concepts which to be honest i'm quite happy with because for my own personal music taste that's like the kind of music that i really enjoy so this era of music for me is like me being in a candy store because i'm just gonna love everything but anyway like i just feel like all of that is this great and this song kills it for me the 80s vibe is like done incredibly well by jackson and i feel like with this song specifically i feel like you get this very like nostalgic feeling i guess with this song which i guess makes sense because it's it's kind of a love song and on to top all of that as well like i, th I feel like jackson's vocals really does make the song for me as you know, as I already mentioned already, it's in an 80s style and I feel like his voice really does work in this kind of genre of music and, you know, I, to, for me, like, I kind of, I feel like it's kind of a shame that I didn't really get a chance to, like, listen to Jackson as part of GOT7 because I'm sure he would have killed it over there as well, but um, it is what it is, but I, I'm, I'm really glad that he's a, I'm able to hear his vocals now because I feel like he's a very, very talented vocalists and also as well this song is is also another song sung in english which i feel like i should just rename this whole like k-pop roundup 
episode to be like that English song episode. But I guess it's just a funny coincidence, I suppose. But, you know, as I already mentioned before, like, this song has a very, like, nostalgic feeling, like, when you listen to it. And I think that really does go into, like, this very bittersweet vibe you get from the song. And when you see in the music video and the lyrics, it makes total sense. As the music video, in essence, is just basically about a girl that Jackson is seeing as he's working in a restaurant as, like, a waiter. And this girl comes into Jackson's restaurant quite often. And, you know, Jackson being the guy that he is, and he's obviously very attracted to this woman as well, he just talks to this girl quite a lot. And I think, by all accounts, they get along really, really well. And I think on that account, it's actually really, really cute, which makes the song really, really fun. But then eventually, you see this girl kind of just move on to someone else now this girl didn't exactly like I, I don't really think she wanted to commit with jackson because she was into someone else so there's that very like awkward moment in the music video where jackson is like trying to uh ring up the order for both this girl and the guy that he's seeing she's seeing and it just leaves like this very like uneasy and very like very uncomfortable feeling where I'm sure for a lot of people who have been friend zoned probably can associate with because you know that feeling knowing that the person you love very much is like not really into you but they like you as a friend is kind of like a very very bad and very like it's like the worst feeling on earth really and you really do feel that feeling in this song and that feeling just gets amplified by the end when there's literally a scene at the very end where Jackson is like on the street neck like like right outside his restaurant and he sees the girl that he is very much in love with drive off with the guy that you know this girl is actually interested in and there's this this scene where there's the couple like driving away in their car and you see Jackson out in the distance just standing there and <laughs> Like, if there's any other way to, like, personify what it feels like to be friend-zoned, like, let me know because, to me, that's one of the best ways to symbolize that feeling to me, for me. And for me, I could totally relate to what happened in that particular scene at the end of the music video, which, by and large, this makes this 80s, this love song just work for me because it just has that very very bittersweet feeling and you know it it's just a great way to do a song like this and i have to applaud jackson for doing a very excellent song because this is just a very very good song and i highly recommend you guys check it out especially um if you need like a good breakup song like i feel like this song is definitely something that should be on your playlist because it's just a very good excellent song that this you know give hits you in the feels you know which i think is the ultimate goal of a song like this so all of that is great but on that note that concludes this week's episode of k-pop roundup i really hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode uh i will admit like this this particular episode of k-pop roundup was a lot of fun because a lot of the songs that i mentioned in this episode were really really good bops that are definitely on my playlist right now actually so 
all of that's great. Um, there's also some other songs that actually didn't really make the cut for this particular show. So if you want to see any more recommendations, be sure to follow our Instagram, which is at Podcast, where I'll be sharing some of my recommendations on our Insta stories. So if you want to check out those recommendations, go check out our Instagram. But aside from that, I think that's about it for this week's episode. So wherever you are in this gigantic world of ours, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the K-Poporama Podcast. I really really hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and be sure to tune in for another episode next week, as we'll actually be covering K-Drama, which I know I haven't really done many K-Dramas for the past two months, so I'm sure you guys will be excited for that. Uh, It's it's a very, very good K-Drama, so be sure to be on the lookout for that. But on that note, this is Gian from K-Poporama signing off. Take care and have a brilliant weekend, everybody. Peace. Bye-bye. Aloha.